want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Okay, my friends, it is my 50th birthday. That's right. The golden anniversary of my birth. And I kind of, to be honest with you, can't believe it. Like, I kind of can't believe it. Not that I'm 50. Like, I'm pretty cool with that, actually. It's, It's so wonderful to get older, to gain wisdom. But like, how is this possible? Like, when did it happen? I liken this to my grandmother. My grandmother was on her deathbed. And she was at the end of her life, obviously, 86 years old. And just hours before she passed, she turned to me and she said, Nick, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. She said, my body is telling me that I'm old, that I'm near death. But my spirit is still that of an 18-year-old girl. I still feel young. And that always stuck with me. This idea of feeling young, seeming young, looking at the world with the eyes of youth, the beginner's mindset, so to speak. And even though as I do that, I try to live that, I try to embody that every day, I was thinking today that I would share with you 50 of some life lessons that I have learned on the path. And they might be things that resonate for you. And you'll have to let me know if you can relate to any of these. So here we go. Okay, 50 life reflections on my birthday. Number one, only you know what is best for you. Look, no one else knows you the way you know you. And they never will, honestly. No one else but your intuition the more you tap into it, the more you are in alignment with the universe, with God, with source, with love, whatever that name is for you. When you can get quiet and tap in to that teeny little voice at the center of your being, the size of a thumbprint, and you listen, that's when all the best stuff happens. That's number one. Number two, all that said, You know what's best for you, but don't be afraid to ask for help. When I was young, especially, you know, late teens, early 20s, especially, I thought asking for help meant I was weak or that I I looked like I didn't know what I was doing. Oh boy, that was like the worst, right? To not know what you were doing. But 
as I've gotten older, I'm middle-aged now. I'm officially middle-aged. I am not afraid to ask for help. Everything from directions of where I'm going, thank you. Thank you, GPS. But before that, we used to have to stop at the gas station and ask, and I still have to sometimes. To bigger things of, I really don't know how to do this. Saying that, just full on saying, I need help. I have also gotten help therapy, spiritual teachers. So don't be afraid to ask. And three, it's okay not to know the answer, speaking of which. Look, no one knows what the hell they are doing. No one. There's lots of pretending. There are lots of preening, what I call the peacock, where people flip up their feathers and they look like they have all the answers and know exactly what they're doing, but they don't. Everyone's just making it up as they go along. And I know, like in school, I used to be the one who either immediately raised my hand because I knew the answer and I wanted to look like the best boy in the entire world. Or I just wouldn't raise my hand and ask a question out of fear of the way that that looked. It really is okay to not know the answer. Number four, making assumptions gets you in trouble. There's that old saying, you know, making, if you make an assumption, you're making an ass out of you and me. And more often, it's the me part. Nothing makes people angrier than when you make assumptions about who they are. It has caused so much conflict, so much strife in our entire universe. Nations make assumptions about each other. It's not just people. It's entire cultures. We are in this place currently of this is right and this is wrong and I'm right and you're wrong. And we assume how somebody else believes what they think without really talking to them. Ask questions. Don't make assumptions. Number five, creativity is a process. And so is learning in this life. Everything is a process, basically. And we often want to be, at least I do, shouldn't say we, I'm not going to speak for you, I'll speak for me. I want to be further along in just about everything I do. No matter what the project is, I have worked on projects that have taken 10 years to come to fruition, five years. Some take three months. And everything has its own time frame, its own way of being, its own existence. And the more you can surrender to that, to allowing process and to enjoy the process, the experience that you're having in the creation process, the better. Number six, the more I know, the less I know. Ooh, my mother used to say that all the time. And I didn't know what she meant. I really didn't. But as I am getting older, the more I understand that. You know, I thought this a lot when I was in my yoga teacher training. I thought I was going to go into my 200-hour yoga teacher training, come out a perfect yoga teacher. (laughs) Anybody who has studied yoga, really studied yoga, 
knows that that's just not even remotely true. Even after 500 hours, 1,000 hours, 2,000 hours of training that I've had since, I now know that the more that I dig in and the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And the same can be said about the entirety of my life, the entirety of my business, the entirety of who I am, how I walk in the world. The more I get to know myself even, the more I realize how vast I am, how complex I am, how complex the world is ultimately. And it's okay. It's okay. Because the more I know, the less I know. And the less I know means the more I get to learn, the more I get to grow. Number seven, changing and switching gears is hard, but staying stuck is harder. About three years ago, as many of you know, I basically uprooted my entire life, left New York, left Broadway, and I changed my entire life and moved to Los Angeles. I almost started to sing the Beverly Hillbillies song because that's a bit how it felt. Moved to Beverly Hills, that is. Swimming pools and movie stars. Uh, And it was hard, y'all. It was a very, very, very hard transition, especially that first year. But I realized that it would have been harder to stay stuck because I had been a bit stuck for at least a couple years before that, where things were not feeling in alignment anymore. What I was doing, my way of being, was no longer serving me, and yet I was so scared to let that go. And there's this fear about letting it go. But the irony is that once you actually do and you step out into the new world in one while, it may be difficult for a time. It's such freedom. So if you are sitting there now stuck thinking, oh, I'm just so stuck. If only I could, then do it. Then do it. Number eight, you can be good at more than one thing. And it's not only okay, it's friggin' fabulous. Okay, I am the type of person who some people would call the jack of all trades, the master of none. Guess what? They're wrong. They're wrong. You can be good at multiple things. And not only is it okay, we need to honor it. We need to honor the hell out of it. It's about merging it together. It's about being in alignment. It's about working in your truth, period. Don't let anyone hold you back, or tell you, you can only do one thing. Now, number nine, you likely won't get to do everything you want in this life. Not in this one particular lifetime. You can do a lot of things. You can be really good at a lot of things. But unfortunately, you're not going to be able to do everything you want in this life. And boy, does that suck sometimes. Like, There are so many places I want to go. There are so many things I want to try. And I've got a list going. Let me tell you, my quote-unquote bucket list, I got it. And there are a lot of places I'm going to go, and there's a lot of things that I'm going to do and try. But the reality is, is that while 
there's no such thing as time. It's, it's an illusion. Here, our time on this planet is finite. And it can only do so much. So likely, I'll be back around for, you know, another round, reincarnated for another round. If you if that's in your belief system, it certainly is in mine. And uh, maybe I'll get to try some of those things in the next life. Number 10, eat the damn donut. Eat the damn donut, Nick. I love donuts. If you know me at all, which you do, you know that I'm a fiend for a baked good. But for so many years, for so many years, I have held myself back from them because I was so scared of what they were going to do to my body. Not in terms of health, in terms of vanity. And I deprived myself of the donut. Eat the damn donut. Number 11, my addiction to soap operas is a good thing. (laughs) Now hear me out. I have been watching soap operas, General Hospital. I'm a General Hospital GH fan. Any other GH fans out there, please let me know. For probably 40 of those 50 years, I started it with my mom. We watched them after school. It was part of my life and what I did growing up, and I kept it. And it's this escape for me. You know, I think that we all have our own version of of escape, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be bad if it is a choice that you make that's negative. Drugs, alcohol, overeating, sex addiction. There are so many forms of addiction. I consciously check out and watch my soap opera Monday through Friday, every day, because it allows my overactive brain and imagination to turn off and just go with these kooky stories and enjoy myself. And there's nothing better than that. Number 12, you can't control anyone or anything. You can't control anyone or anything. Early on in some of my relationships, I wanted to control the other person. I wanted to tell them the way in which they should be and how they should dress and what they should eat. And I really hated it when, I, when they did that to me. <laughs> and yet I felt that I could and should of them. Can't control anything or anyone. Number 13, your youth is just that. Youth is wasted on the youth, they say. And that is just so true. If you are young, you're listening to this, and you are young, and by young, I mean 50, laugh more, live more, enjoy it more. That's just the advice I gave myself today, and I'm going to keep giving it to myself every single day. Laugh more, live more, enjoy it more. Number 14, forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness is not about the other person. It's not about the other person. There are people that have done horrific things in this world. And that doesn't mean that we don't hold them accountable, but we forgive 
not even for them, but for ourselves to let go of that energy within our body. And it's interesting because I have found that it isn't necessarily those who harm you the most. I have had terrible abuse as a kid and I've been able to forgive that, which is so interesting. And then there might be somebody who has just done a little something to me. Notice how I say, they did it to me. How dare. But something happened and I've had a hard time forgiving them. It's like a friendship. I'm thinking of one person in particular, and it's been very, very difficult for me to forgive. But you realize over time that how, how unimportant those moments are and how it, that's really you holding on to that energy. And by letting go and forgiving, it's very powerful. Now, that doesn't mean they need to be back in your life. Let me get, make that very clear. Because number 14, boundaries are vital. Boundaries are vital. Let me say that one more time. For the back row, <laughs> back row of the theater, way up there in the highest balcony. Boundaries are vital. And this took me years, like seriously, years and years and years and years and years and years, and years to figure out and find my boundaries. It was, it was so insidious in every single thing that I did. I was the definition of codependent. I put people ahead of me, out of my wants, my needs, desires, as a way to fill myself up. I felt needed. I felt wanted. And then I would grow resentful of that and of them. And then I would switch the script, change the story, and they would become angry at me because I changed all the rules. So now I learn to place the boundaries up front. Boundaries are vital. Number 16, fear is a powerful motivator. Fear is a powerful motivator. And what I mean by that is sometimes it's really good to put yourself in situations that are completely out of your comfort zone. And I mean completely out of your comfort zone, whether it's public speaking, whether it's jumping out of an airplane. I'm not into that kind of fear so much, but really just stretching you. It is such a, oh, it's just, it's like a great gift because it pushes you so much. Now that said, I went to a class because if they were, they were, I knew that it was going to scare me. And I try, I try to work with people that are going to challenge me. Like I'm about to take a, um, a money class with somebody who he's this super powerful, speaking of the word powerful guy, uh, who just brings up all of my issues and all of my stuff. And I purposely am taking it because I know that it, he and just his way of being is going to challenge all of my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. That said, I went to another class that was like a workout class. And, you know, it was one of those where they just scream and yell at you. I have learned that that kind of fear is not a motivator for me. I just shut down. So know where that line is for you, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Know when it is 
powerful when it is fear in uh, that's helping motivate or fear when it's pushing you back and having you back down and back away. Know where that line is for yourself. 17, speaking of the gym, acceptance of the body is an ongoing journey. This goes right back to those donuts. Yeah. Acceptance of the body is an ongoing journey. I'm even creating a film about it. I've been working on it for five years, speaking of things that take some time, projects that take time, creativity that takes time. It's an ongoing journey of acceptance of the body. The Body Electric is the name of the film. Uh, I'm actually was in the editing room earlier today working on it, and I'm so excited about it, you all. I'm so, 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 so excited about this film and about the message that it brings about acceptance, about body positivity, but beyond positivity, about the surrender of the body and of aging, dare I say. Number 18, a daily practice is life changing. Sadhana. Sadhana, sadhana, sadhana. All of my students, all of you out there that are my students, know that I give a daily practice to all of my students because it is a profound, profound practice. Sitting with yourself, breathing, maybe some writing, maybe some asana postures, maybe it's meditating, whatever it is, but sitting with yourself and learning who you are and being super uncomfortable and learning to become comfortable in the uncomfortability is powerful beyond measure. Sadhana. If you don't have one, come get one from me. Sit with Nick. It's truly life-changing. 19, your health really is everything. Without your health, you have nothing. And I don't mean that for anybody out there who's not healthy, but from having a chronic illness myself, there are days when it is rough and there are days when it's tough to get out of bed. And when you can't, when you have moments where the health is just rotten, when you don't feel well, it puts a different perspective on the days that you do feel well. And it puts a perspective on the days that you don't of, here's that word again, acceptance of being okay. Being okay that today I just don't feel good. And it really does bring this perspective of the little things just don't freaking matter. They really, really don't. Health puts everything into perspective. More than it's really is everything, it really puts everything into perspective. 20, friends will come and go, and that's okay. Season, reason, lifetime. I know when I was young, I thought, and maybe we all do, we'll be friends forever, BFFs forever. And the reality is that that's not always the case. Sometimes people come into your life so you can grow. I think all people come into your life for spiritual growth. And sometimes 
they're here. Maybe it's a soul group, a soul pack for your growth over a period of time. And sometimes people come in, they offer perspective or change, and they continue on. And that's really a good thing. And you're doing the same for them. You're offering them that same mirrored experience. 21. I remember my 21st birthday. You know, having that first legal drink. I was in New York City. And, of course, at that time in New York City, they didn't card. So I had to keep asking people to card me. <laughs> like, it's my 21st birthday. Somebody please card me. Nobody carded me. 21. Not everyone in your family will agree. And the interesting thing about it is that they're your family. We choose our friends, as I was saying before, friends come and go, we get to choose that. Your family, you don't really get to choose. You, you are tied to them. Now you can choose not to have them in your life, but you're tied to them energetically. And I have learned the art of agreeing to disagree with my father. And that's not a very popular statement right now, but I have always made the choice to agree to disagree with my family. I've had to set boundaries very clear and strong ones. But not everyone in my family is going to agree about all things. And we have to prioritize. 22. Taking action is better than doing nothing at all. Taking action is better than doing nothing at all. And here's why. When you take action, you offer yourself an opportunity for growth. It gets messy, it gets uncomfortable, it gets weird, <laughs> but you offer yourself an opportunity to learn so you can take better, faster, more aligned action. But sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the side and pointing fingers and saying, oh, look at what they're doing, you don't grow. You don't grow. 23. I can't save or even help anyone. They got to want to do it themselves. As a teacher, I've learned this over and over again. I have, I can want something so bad for my student. I can want it so bad. You can for your neighbor, for your friend, for your loved one, for your spouse. You can want something so much for them, but you can't save them or help them. They have to do it on their own. They have to want to do it. Speaking of CODA, codependent, codependent no more. They got to take the action. And speaking of which, 24, actions have consequences. Every action you take has a consequence. Now, my father used to tell me this all the time when I was growing up, and it was in the form of discipline, right? If I took X action, I would have Y consequence. And the reality is, is that's how the entirety of the universe is. You take an action, there's an opposite equal reaction. There's a consequence every single action you take. So take aligned action. Take action that is for your soul's purpose. 25, I am more powerful than I think. I am more powerful than I think. And so are you. You are more powerful than you think. I had this teacher, acting teacher, Meisner program named Jim Bonney. And I used to go to 
I was so excited to go to the 42nd Street Studios. The building's gone now, but it was this great old building and the entire building was full of actors and and acting classes. And it was like this, the old method studio, the Meisner method studio. And I used to get so excited to go to Jim Bonney's class. And one day he stopped the class and he said, Nick, when you connect to your authentic power, you are going to be unstoppable. And I was like, what in the hell is he talking about? What is this authentic power? What does he mean? And the older I get, the more I understand what dear Jim Bonnie thought and meant by what he said. You are more powerful than you think. Because 26, I wasted a shit ton of time worrying about what others thought of me. So don't waste any time worrying about what anybody else thinks of you. It does not matter. It does not matter at the end of the day. What do you think of you? What do you think of what you're doing? How do you feel when you are doing it? That's what matters. Not what anybody else thinks. 27, I'm cuter than I ever knew. That said, that's one of the lessons I had to learn was that nobody's paying attention to me. I, I was so worried about what everyone, it's like this complex about what everyone else was thinking about me. And the reality is they're thinking about themselves. People are thinking about themselves more than anyone else. I thought I was so ugly. Ooh, I thought I was ugly. I thought I was untalented. I thought... I had all these serious, serious self-esteem issues. And the truth is, when I look back at a picture now, I'm like, I was cute. Why didn't I think I was cute? 28, money comes and money goes. It's like a river. So stop worrying about it so much. Stop worrying about it. Money comes, money goes. It's like a river. And when you begin to believe, because it's about the belief, that it will come in, that it will flow, it'll flow right into you. And then you can then let it flow right out. It'll keep coming. But the minute you worry, you're bringing more worry, which is 29. Worrying doesn't get you anywhere, but more worrying. I used to be a worry wart. My mother called me that. Oh, you're such a worrywart. Even at 12, I was so worried all the time. This low level of anxiety that I had in my existence that carried into my 20s. I literally used to shake. My nervous system was on such fire. And as I've gotten older, as I've sunken in, as I've done the sadhana practice, as I've lived... I've learned that worrying doesn't get you anywhere, but more worry. 30. One drink isn't enough. I love a good martini. Three is too many. <laughs> drink lots of water in between. In fact, drink lots of, in fact, drink lots of water every day. 31. 
Integrity is everything. I'm old school like that. On a handshake. I love handshake deals. But I had to learn, and this was in the producing of theater, that lots of people will tell you something to your face as they're lying. So get it in writing. But surround yourself by other people that are in integrity. And your integrity is absolutely everything. 32. Patience isn't my forte, but it is a superpower. When you can learn that everything has its own time, that everything, everything has a season, everything has its time. I'm singing some Pippin for you. Uh, when you can learn that, it becomes a superpower. 33. Manifesting is easy when you're in alignment. When we set out an intention to manifest something, when it's not for us, it won't find us. When it's not for us, it won't find us. So it's about getting into alignment first to then manifest. And I've got a course coming up later this year that's all about this. It's about removing the blocks so that you can manifest your dreams, but you got to be in alignment. More to come. 34. Sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. And what I mean by this is I am a visionary. So many of you out there with businesses, you all are visionaries. And we can get ahead of ourselves sometimes. And I know For me, sometimes I have to go, okay, you got all these amazing ideas and you want to implement them all right now. But sometimes you have to back way up and say, this isn't important and this isn't important and this isn't important and this isn't important, but this is. So let's focus here. And when that happens, number 35, growth comes in spurts. I remember when I was young, I literally used to get growing pains. I'd feel them. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and my legs were hurting so much. They were hurting. Oh, my calves. Oh, my shins. I was growing so fast that my body couldn't keep up. And that happens in your business and in your life. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes growth is painful. And that's okay. You ride it. You ride it out. Just like I had to like like deal with it. Growing those growing physical growing pains. I had to deal with them. It's the same in life. It's the same in your business. 36. Then sometimes it's slow. And you got to learn to love the downtime. Because the downtime is so important. When I was an actor and then and a director, I'd have these high highs and these low lows, these periods of incredible work, incredible growth. And then I would suddenly no longer have work. And, oh gosh, I would panic. Uh, before my show even closed, I was panicking, you know, 
at the end because I didn't have, where was my next job? I'd have these periods of absolute panic. And I remember coming to my therapist and my therapist saying, perhaps it's time to learn to enjoy doing nothing. Perhaps it's time to learn to enjoy this downtime. Whoa. Like, who was I when I wasn't doing? Sometimes it's about learning to be, to simply just be. And that's in the downtime. Which leads me to, you aren't what you create. Number 37. Your value isn't in what you do, but who you are. And I see this. I was just having a discussion the other day with a friend that, you know, during COVID, watching friends of mine in my former business in the entertainment industry, but I've seen it also in the online space, they don't know who they are when they're not working. And now suddenly they've been unable to work and it's freaking them the F out because they don't know who they are. They are, they have so identified themselves as that theater actor or that theater director or whatever it is, fill in the blank. It doesn't need to be in theater. That they don't know who they are without it. So figure out who you are because you are not what you do. Number 38, take risk. Take big, bold, messy, incredible risk. If I hadn't taken risks in my life, my life wouldn't be so full. Truth. I took a risk by going to Lyric Theater of Oklahoma, the not-for-profit theater company that I ran, and I took a bigger risk in leaving. Nine years in, I could have stayed there the rest of my career, the rest of my life for that matter. They were thrilled with me. I enjoyed it, but there was something within me that said it's time to change. I took another risk by starting the online business. As I mentioned before, by leaving New York and all those comforts. When you have that whisper deep within you, listen and take the risk. As my friend Julia Cameron says, you take the leap and the net will appear. I'm sure there are others that said that before, but I know she says it too. 39. Happiness is fleeting. What we are actually searching for is contentment. So many of us spend our time saying, oh, if I could only be happy or or, or searching or reaching for happiness. But the truth of the matter is we don't want to be happy because when we're happy, what comes after it? Sadness. What we're actually searching for is contentment. Again, simply the state of being. 40, intimacy is the key. It's connection with yourself, with your partner, with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, with your neighbor, with anyone you come in contact with. Finding that intimacy, finding that connection. It's the key. 41, always remember where you come from. You ain't so highfalutin as you might think you are, no matter how great you've become. No matter what you've done, 
always remember where you came from. And I don't mean Montana, which is where I'm from. I mean source. It's not you. No matter how great that symphony is that you wrote, no matter how great that business is, no matter what lives you think you've changed, guess what? It's all source. 42. You can change your mind at any time and it's no one's business. That's right. It's no one's business. Nobody gets to tell you what to do or how to be. It's all on you. And you don't have to tell anyone why. You get to change your mind at any time. That's powerful. There's power in that. 43. Failure is my friend. It always points me in a new direction. I have failed so many times. And I don't really call them failures because I see it as opportunities for growth. Talked about this before, but I have failed a lot. Big. I failed big. I have had failed courses, failed launches, failed apps, failed shows, failed relationships. I have failed and I have grown. And they have always been my best friend because they've always pointed me in a new direction that I needed to go in in order to succeed. But more than succeed, in order to grow as a human being on this planet, in order for my spirit to expand. 44, I'm only as strong and as successful as my neighbor. We aren't in this alone, my friends. We are not in this alone. And anytime you think that you have succeeded and you're doing great and somebody beside you isn't, how great are you really? How much have you succeeded really? We're only as strong and successful as our neighbor. 45, it's okay for people not to like you. Whoa, what? Say that again? It's okay for people not to like you. I know. Hard one for so many of us, myself included. I wanted to be liked more than I wanted anything else. I was seeking and searching for external validation for so many freaking years, you all. This has been a huge one, a huge lesson for me that it's okay that people don't like me. Not everyone out there listening to this is going to like it. Not everyone out there listening to this likes me. Guess what? That's okay. I want to surround myself by those that do, that get me, that want to be around me, and vice versa. It's okay that everyone doesn't like it, because everyone's not going to anyway. So stop searching for it. Stop trying. Whoo, that's been a big one. Can you tell? (laughs) It's okay. It really is okay. 46. Support the people who you believe in. And who reciprocate. It's a big lesson for me. I used to be supportive of everyone, no matter what. Guess what? Not all the time will they reciprocate. And I've been guilty too of not reciprocating at times. It's called using. It's not called supporting. Support the people who you believe in and who want to reciprocate. 47. Positivity is always better. 
Surround yourself with those whose energy is of positivity. Now, I don't mean to, oh, love and light all times, love and light. No, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm not about the unicorns and the rainbows. Because 48 is get to know your light and your darkness. And not only get to know it, love it. Embrace it. Sit beside it. But surround yourself with those that are in the evolutionary process of their souls. Not those that are negative and not interested in growing. Be in spiritual partnership, spiritual community. Get to know the beautiful, light, loving aspects of you and your community, but also the darker ones. Sit with them. Embrace them. Become them. Because you already are them. Because 49, we don't know the end. Ooh, that sounds morbid. We don't know the end of anything. We don't know how anything's going to end. People can pontificate. People can think they know what's going to happen when we die, but we don't know. And as I'm inching closer to death, (laughs) gay death was like 10 years ago for me, at least. You know, in the gay community, you're dead after 40, and I'm 10 years older than that now. So according to them, I'm dead. But the closer I get to it, again, the more I realize I don't know anything. And we don't know the end. So enjoy the right now. That's why they say now is all there is. Because we don't know. And then finally, 50, gratitude. Now that truly is everything. Because even when you're not healthy, you can still have gratitude. You can have gratitude for the lesson that it's teaching you. Gratitude is the great practice. If you're only going to practice one thing, practice gratitude. And so I wrap it up by saying, I am so grateful for all of these lessons and many, many more that I didn't share today. And for all of you for listening, for being a part of my life, for sharing in the experiences, for being you, for sharing your wisdom with the world, for offering your stories to the world because they are so important and so valuable. I appreciate every single one of you who have listened to any of these episodes, who have participated in any of my courses, my classes, who have been a part of my life in any way, shape, or form over this last 50 years. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for all the lessons I'm learning on this trip, this time on this planet. Thank you so very much. See you next time. If you found value today, I would love to know what is that takeaway, that aha moment, that realization. Go over to Instagram, find me at the Nick Demas, and let me know. That's a birthday present you could give me, y'all. Let me know as I love, love, love to connect, as I said, intimacy. I'd love to connect with you. And write a review that really helps us get the word out 
and subscribe. Also, by the way, if you subscribe, it doesn't take up all your data. How cool is that? Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.